definitely not the starters. You're on the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, good Friday, everybody, and welcome into the end of the bench here on 100.7 The Score, 100.7thescore.com. This will be your delivery to the noon o'clock hour where the bottom line will take over. In between, we'll have a lot of fun. We'll take your questions from the Yates Flooring Center chat line or comments or weekend plans or whatever happens to land there. I am Jeff Haxton with my partner, David Collier. We got the Wear All Black memo today, except mm-hmm. for Lucas. Got a black uh, hat on. Got a black hat on. So with a black flag on. on it. What's up, man? Good morning. Top of the morning to you. Same to you. A little discombobulated. Had to fix something on the car this morning. As a result, I kind of forgot some other equipment, so I had to turn around and go home. So I'm like 10 minutes behind. So if you could do the first 10 minutes, okay. I'll get everything going and, and we'll be good to go. Okay. Well, um, we might, you know, just have to play Chili Song or something to, <laughs> to get us I can, I can talk. Well, I can talk it out while we're doing it. Well, talk it out. Um, yeah, this is a travel day for me and Texas Tech men's basketball. So they'll head up to take on the University of Oklahoma. So let's just start with some numbers here that'll give you an idea on strength of schedule, quad one wins. Uh, let's see, top 100. This is the top 36 net versus top 100 net opponents. So this is more about who you've played. Who do you think has the most good wins? Quad one wins. Um, wins rank in uh, college basketball. Oh, in college basketball. I was hoping you would say the Big 12. Um, the fir- I'll, I'll give you this hint. The first Big 12 team that you see is Kansas, Kansas. with eight. Yeah, I was going to say then Kansas. That was easy. <laughs> Houston was seven. So oh. they're back to back. Um, let's go with North Carolina. Mm, North Carolina way up there, fourth. fourth. So they're right in front of Rock Chalk. I feel pretty good about that guess. Only three in front of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes Big Ten, Big Ten, Big East. Okay, so, wow. The only other... I'm trying to think of a Big Tall Ten guy. School. Oh, Purdue. Yeah. yeah. Purdue, Wisconsin, UConn, North Carolina, Tennessee, Kansas, Houston. Okay, so now we have to go down the list um, where you eventually run into Baylor, who's in the middle of this with six quad one wins. Texas Tech has four quality wins, two quad one wins, Uh, but at least they're on this list. They're in front of teams like Gonzaga, BYU, St. Mary's, SMU, and Princeton. Did you happen? There was only one real game on last night, but did you happen to catch any of North Texas and SMU? You know, because we, that thing turned into a classic. It was a good game. We were we were at home and we were watching the women's game that was on, and I think it was halftime, so we flipped over to North Texas and SMU, and it was. I mean, it was loud in there. What do they call yeah. it? What, what is it called? The super pit. The super pit. Yeah, that was it. Was hopping in there. It, 
Yeah, I was shocked the kind of crowd they had. Yeah. I mean, you know, just teams right up the road yeah, from was, each other. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, but in, still, in town, it was it was good basketball to you watch, could also especially on a Thursday. Consider, you know, years. I bet you they had fifteen hundred people were there watching that. But this is a kind of Grant McCaslin effect. They've won seventeen straight inside that building, and I think that's why you see you know a crowd built up like that. Um, and SMU, I mean, they made some really good plays down the stretch. It went right down to the buzzer. Uh, SMU had a look to win it for three. And bounced out, and North Texas got to celebrate a victory there. You know what I liked about that? And quickly before you move to the next thing, um, just Grant McCaslin. Most of these coaches, if uh, Chris Beard, do you think Chris Beard's tweeting and congratulating the previous team that he was at after uh, after they get a big home win against SMU no. or whatever? After that game was over, Grant McCaslin tweeted about that win. Well, I'll tell you, I think he was a little distracted last night. Really? Because he was so into yeah. the game was on mm-hmm. the television at Rudy's. Yeah. And it was one of those deals where it was a smaller television across the dining room. So you're kind of like, I think I see what's happening over there. And I think he was really hooked up and, yeah. and invested in that. That's a, that's he a, still knows that's some, a little. I know he knows a lot of people, but there's still that connection. A lot of people, if they knew him anyway. Boom, done, on to the next. Yeah, wash my hands. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I might might give him a text and say congratulations, but I'm not going to let anybody else know that I, you know. Yeah, it seems like no matter what we do with these numbers, and we go through metrics all week yeah. long, Texas Tech lands somewhere in the 20s. You know, we've seen them 19, 20, 21. Mm-hmm. This one, if you march it all the way out, and again, it's just quality of wins, basically. Um, you get to Texas Tech at 25, which we've known the computers haven't loved Tech, yeah. so that makes sense. Um, you know, a su- surprise couple teams in here. Um, Dayton is in this thing. Uh, New Mexico is right in front of you. The Mountain West has three teams in the top 25. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't even know who this is. How bad? I don't even know who New Mexico's head coach is. Oh, it's Patino. Oh, that's what. Duh. Yeah, little, little, little Patino. Little Patino. Well, that makes more sense now. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> also, want to highlight this performance from last night. You ever heard the name Tommy Bruner? It sounds familiar. You may hear it in the future. So he plays for the Denver Pioneers. I should have left that one for a, a pop quiz. Uh, I, I, you want to know why I would have gotten that? You would have got it. My wife went to grad school there. Okay. <laughs> I always thought it was a cool little school. Okay, so they played um, first Chipotle. It was like right across the street from there. We really? used to go eat there before it was everywhere. Oh, and you were like, uh, I'd get this new well, place. We, uh, we, yeah, we were this huge line. Yeah. Give me that big old burrito. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Before they had queso. Yes. Remember that when they got queso and everybody went crazy? Mm-hmm. Um, so they played South Dakota last night at Denver. 111 to 110, Pioneers, and two overtimes. Tommy Bruner went for 49 points. Only three boards, but eight assists to go with that. This young man is from uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Went for 49 points. 
That's also the team that uh, Texas Tech soccer always opens up with in yeah. an exhibition is Denver. Tom's got to go up there for multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. But uh, they always head up that direction. He, he's averaging 26 points a game. Sorry, Bruner? Yeah, Bruner. Lowest output of the season, 15. It's a tough life mm. when you know that you're, you're scoring at least 15 every night. Yeah, I'll show up, and uh, my baseline is 15 points. Golly, must be nice. But uh, they play out of the Summit League. It, there were two former Texas Tech opponents that clashed last night in Tulsa, and that was ORU and Omaha. And there are both, both those teams are around 500. Again, we played them both back-to-back at uh, United Supermarkets Arena, U.S. Supermarkets. And uh, ORU won that game just barely. But uh, so many of my friends crossing paths on that deal. And good to see them having a reunion and another league matchup in that deal. And pulling for everybody that we've played to have success here in this season. We'll give you some headlines coming up next on 100.7 The Score. Definitely not the starters. You're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. All kinds of high school hoops tonight here on the Raymar Stations. Uh, Friendship Girls Boys starting at 6 o'clock against San Angelo Central, double T 97.3. Cooper Girls Coronado, Boys Coronado. That's uh, 6 o'clock on the score. And Liberty and Idaloo start at 6.30 on 93.1 Texas FM. Tomorrow, Tech against Oklahoma at 1. Lady Raider basketball against TCU at 2. The men can be heard on Double T 97.3 in the score. The ladies on 107.7 Yes FM. And then Sunday, get the AFC Championship at 1 and the NFC at 5.30. Both those on the score. So Sunday driving around, getting your errands done, just, I don't know, running around having some fun. You can keep track of the NFL that way. The latest lines... Uh, some movement, Chiefs-Ravens, Baltimore's up to a four-point favorite, and the 49ers, a seven-and-a-half-point favorite over the Lions. And we'll talk about uh, those and break them down throughout the afternoon, uh, actually morning. Um, South Carolina's uh, ladies stay undefeated. They are 18-0, and beating LSU. Crazy uh, atmosphere last night at the Maravich Center. 76 to 70, South Carolina 18 and 0, LSU 18 and 3. And that got a lot of um, attention and um what they brought one of those New Orleans cakes down there and king cake devoured it and I don't know, thrashed it. Did you see that? I did not see that. Holly what? Rowe brought in the 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 cake. Would you say king cake is the it? The king cake, yeah. That's what that that's what right? That's what I don't called. know. Mardi Gras. It's got a little baby in it. What is that? I just I don't I don't understand the process. But yeah, there's a little baby in a key cake. My boy Clyde Verdon. A little plastic baby. Clyde used to work at Nichols, then he worked at LSU, and he was the nicest dude. He's he's still down in uh in the bayou. But uh he was an S I D and he was so kind. He when we went down and played Nichols, he brought us one of those cakes. Mm. And I don't know about this baby thing, though. I'm, I just want to eat a cake. I don't want to think about a baby and a cake. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't I don't understand the process. I haven't spent the time to look it up, but uh it's just a cake though. I wouldn't rank it yeah. that high. Yeah. Some sugar on it, some sprinkles. A lot of sugar and yeah. crunchy sugar on it. Yeah. Maybe to soak up some of the booze, I guess, from uh Bourbon Street. Exactly. That's the way. Yeah. And you don't even realize when you've eaten a little plastic uh baby figurine in the process well i guess the one gal just went digging through it and just like mauled the cake looking for the baby is this supposed to be good luck or something like that she why is it look like look like kevin malone trying to king cake trying to eat a dessert at remember um office space oh yeah just pass I'm going to explain the king. Uh, <laughs> we get. Are we, we're in the second segment and we're already talking about baby. I, I don't I don't care. <laughs> it's Friday. We're going to do whatever the hell we want to do. Uh, whoever finds the baby in this cake that's hidden in there is deemed the king or queen. And it symbolizes luck and prosperity. What about choking hazards? Well, you got to find it. It doesn't say I know. eat it. What if you're, you, know, you dive in? You know, and you're trying, next thing you know, your your trachea is closed. Better hope that luck and pos- prosperity thing works out then. you lucky in it. Uh... I think Collier's a little slow today. I uh, am. Lucas. <clears throat> uh, I told you I was can we, um Can we pep him up with the Korean call? I don't know if you have that on on tap, but uh, I think we need to, you know, get him some, some juices flowing. That would be great. We need that. We need the reaction for just a drop. You know, you say something, you know, you know, what's funny about that when I hear that and I know this, this probably sounds bad, but if I like close my eyes when I lived in Japan, when I first moved there, there wasn't enough base housing. So I had to live off base and there was another little, I lived, lived next to a little Japanese kid. (laughs) Well, yeah, I would imagine you Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But he couldn't speak English and I couldn't speak Japanese. But we would still talk to each other, and that—that's what I picture: the two of us just laughing and having fun, and having absolutely no clue what was just said. But we still enjoyed it, just like that call, except for Tyler Bass. Tyler Bass. Tyler Bass. Tyler Bass. That's how we had to sh- start every show. <laughs> uh, our, our poor Bills fan is our—he's like, wait, 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 wait! <laughs> Thought we were doing this yesterday. <laughs> the yesterday thing. We're on to 2024. I've already there. You go. I've already got hot and bothered by the uh, the Bills call there. No, no more all black uh, show. Sorry, for your viewers. That's all that's going. Trust me. Not choice. Seems like choice. Something choice would do in the first hour of a radio program. Just strip down to his. Uh, I heard I one of the promo, promos that I he had a. Speedo at one point. Dear Lord. <laughs> um, Lucas, you know what to do with 
him. What we've done there with choice, now you fire him right away because of accountability. So, out of everything this weekend, I'll be heading to Norman soon. What you looking forward to watching the most? What's got your your radar pinging? I want to see that, but I think I want to watch the AFC Championship game more than anything. I'm a lot more indifferent than everybody else here. I look at it as if Pat makes it to the Super Bowl. We have a couple of more weeks of talking about football on local television. I have no vested interest other than, obviously, I would be happy if Pat won the Super Bowl. But I would also be happy if Broderick Washington won a Super Bowl. I'm not like everybody else that has jumped on the Kansas City Chiefs bandwagon. I just think those two great quarterbacks, those two good defenses, and I think whoever wins that game is going to win the Super Bowl. So that's probably caught my eye more than anything you. Um, I'll see it uh, as a victory. Um, for me, you know that pretty much everything is life and death. Like when I, that's, that's the hard part about anxiety for mm-hmm. me is like when you leave, you're like, this could be it. You know, you're probably going to die on this trip. So like when I inevitably get back, you know, from Norman, mm-hmm. which is the, one of the levels of hell, there's, there's several levels of hell. One, I think the one that's most equal to Norman is, uh, the waiting lobby at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> yeah. I I would say those are about even levels of hell. So when I make it back from Hades, um, I'll consider it a huge victory, and I'll sit there in my chair, and it's like, yes, survived another one. <laughs> another one down. We're almost to 20 games this year, which I'd be, I could actually complete another basketball season without perishing. And... I get to watch two great football games. So Sunday, right there, we're staring out on the calendar. Mm-hmm. Looks like huge victory to me. Yeah. You're doing absolutely nothing on Sunday. I, I will add one more thing, and this will get m- m- numerous eye rolls or whatever from the chat line. I don't really care. Um, I will tune in at some point. The Royal Rumble is Saturday night. You can roll your eyes all you want. Uh, Brooks started to watch it. He doesn't watch it as much anymore, but we went to it last year. It was in San Antonio, so we went to it. You want to talk about an absolute, like, nonstop adrenaline rush of yelling because do you know how the Royal Rumble works? Basically, well, they all like, just, like, run out with their music and stuff, right? Yeah, it just, and it's, like, every, like, three minutes or something yeah. like that. So, and 30 people. So, and it, usually there's some randos. You have no clue who's coming right. out. Yeah. So... Every three minutes, you're sitting. You you get up. Everybody screams. I don't even know half of the music. I had no clue who like a third of the people were uh-huh. running out. You sit down, take a breather. You get a drink of your drink, and all of a sudden the clock's like three, two, and everybody's screaming. You have no voice after the thing because everybody's into it and yelling at the top of their lungs. That sounds fun to me. Oh, I mean, it's an absolute. Blast. I have watched a couple of these because Perry likes to watch them too. Yeah. I would I would definitely watch that. If you can go to a Royal Rumble, now there are some other little side matches that aren't as exciting, mm-hmm. but just the men's and the women's r- Rumble, getting to see 60 people, you are physically exhausted at the end of the thing from screaming and you lose your voice. It's kind of like you doing a basketball game pretty much. Hopefully well, you're yelling that much in I agree. basketball games. Yeah, you don't want to be not spent at the end of a basketball <laughs> game. That means you've not had too much to get excited about. Playing time is not required. 
This is the End of the Bench Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Big beard, guys. Again, I, I wish I could make the big beard look cool. I tried. I failed. Look at you. I'm trying to get just... the, the Captain Lou Albano. You remember when he mm-hmm. used to have the rubber band in there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that would look absolutely horrible, and I won't do it, but that's where I'm getting close to There's being able a bingo to card name. Captain Lou Captain Albano. Albano. Yeah, well, there's a wrestler for you. R- Royal Rumble weekend, baby. You got the Royal Rumble on the mind, man. <laughs> I will be watching it. Uh, they were it's uh, later, uh, so Clutch basketball was, will be done. Clutch was formed in uh, Maryland, which I did not know, all the way back in 1991. Wow. May 7th, Lubbock, Texas. There it is. Do they have any, like, hits that are in like movies or anything like well, that well that that song right there was um made famous by uh a video game trailer what video game you'd have to look it up so it was, yeah it was like um call of duty or something like that video game commercial song we'll get to it eventually it's not going to be easy you heard a sleep token? No. <laughs> there was something on... I wish I would have saved it. I looked on the chat line after our, sh- our show and I was walking the dog yesterday. Somebody brought up some... Might have been Bobby Hot Dog. Some random band name. That Something like... What was that? Sleep token? Sleep token. <laughs> Where do you get these things? Like, uh, See, that's the ever, problem. Is you ever I heard listen? of the who? <laughs> We're not doing this again. <laughs> We're not doing uh, it. <laughs> that was my favorite part of uh, hosting with you so far. Just the confused looks on my oh, face yeah, well, 90% of the time? The, the fact that we had uh, who's on who's on first just primed, but I shut it down. Yeah. DJ Lucas, what do you got for us on some burning questions? Two minutes of nonstop in-your-face inquiries with no end in sight. It's time now for Burning Questions. Lucas told me he would give me lunch for the next two weeks if I did burning questions today, so I'm, I'm doing right. it. Yeah, <clears throat> He's just finding that out right now, but that's okay. Where do we start? Well, we'll start with that since we were just talking music. Uh, what instrument would you play in a band where you're just skipping the instrument all together and just being the lead singer? I'm definitely not going to sing. Um Yeah. Um, lead guitar. You're in here always. Yeah, you usually when he makes some kind of musical sound in here, it's a guitar. Which is I just yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Lucas, I would definitely pull out my best Shakira. And be so the yeah, lead he would be the lead, lead singer. singer. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the quiet guy is going to be the lead singer. I'll go with the triangle. <laughs> I have no musical talent whatsoever. Yeah, me either. None. Um, since it's a big wig day, if you had to choose between Uh-oh. these three. Well, I'm have to put a toupee would you, on. Would you go wig, just full on wig, toupee, or just shave the thing completely off? The problem with me is but you got to keep the beard then, though. Well, yeah, yeah. But uh, I have a Charlie Brown head. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Womp, 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 womp. 
So fat, round yeah. head, it's just not going to look good. But it's also not going to look good with a rug. And it's not going to look good with a wig. <laughs> so what's a guy to do? Yeah. no, I, Just hold on to the follicles that you have. I get the conundrum. But in the summer, I shave it. Like, you, you, you shave the top completely yeah. off? Really? Yeah, I mean, on well, a one. On a one, yeah. I don't ever do the bick. Yeah. That seems like too much work. That's why I would try to figure out we a different We got a lot direction. of those dudes on our staff. Yeah. Yeah. Love you do. Bald heads mm-hmm. on the staff. Lucas? I really think that I would just, if I know I'm going to go bald, I'm just going to accept the fate and just shave my head. And go that way. I don't think I would look good in a wig or a toupee. So if I got to go bald, I'll go bald. I think it was just those other two options would just be too hot. I would start to sweat. I'm sweating thinking about it. Yeah, I know. I I just, my visualization wasn't it on my head. It was staring at Bill Self and just seeing the sides of his head like all wet. And the, yeah, I just, I could, I would Duck be, a, I, I would also be a, fr- I would not like the, I worry about what other people think about me too much. Mm-hmm. And if I see somebody looking at me and I think I think they're looking at me and talking about me, then that's in my head. And that would be the problem all the time. They'd be like, did I put the wig on the right way? Is my did my toupee or if I was sweaty, would I, you know, yeah, we got music Monday. We ought to have hair metal Tuesday and break out wigs and chains <laughs> and just rock like that for a Tuesday. And then we'd all be just sweating. Our- I was about to say, I just started sweating again for like the third time. I went outside in between breaks a couple breaks ago just to cool, to off. cool off. I know, it's hot. It's all right, lights. last one so we can get a sports one in there. Ah. Kind of. What's your favorite part? Wait a minute, let me start when with. When it's over. Wait, wait, let me start with. Okay. Let me start with, without saying leaving. What's your favorite part about Norman, Oklahoma? Can't say leaving. Yes. I-35. <laughs> no, that's, that, <laughs> that's that's part of the leaving process. Highway 9, Tecumseh. No, uh, let's see. Um, favorite part. Um, I know it's tough, right? Same thing for me in Stillwater. At least I get to say stuff like oh, hideaway or cheese fries. You can get a t-shirt that, you know. Saw a lady with a Joe sh- uh, sweatshirt on yesterday at Rudy's. Um, the fact that it's in my home state. Okay. See, it's not all bad. No, it. I, I just, I, I knew it was going to be hard for you to figure something out. That's the only reason I asked. I would say that it has a certain charm from about a thousand feet away from it on a November, October Saturday. Just the feel of the atmosphere of college football, which I love so much. Yeah. You know, maybe the, you hear the band in the distance. You can see, you know, the the tailgating. Um, you got some sun. You got some wind. You got some cold. I love those kind of days in Oklahoma. 
and I've experienced several of those in Norman. Okay. There. Something positive from Haxton about Norman, Oklahoma. That was a pretty good answer, though. I-35. Yeah, I-35. Well, I, that's why I tried to... The Magnificent it. Mile of Cars in Norman! Yeah, the... Uh, uh, dang it, I can't even remember. It's been mislabeled here in Lubbock so many times. They used to call it Big Red Auto here. Uh-huh. Big Red Sports and Imports. That's what it's called. Big Red Sports and uh, Imports. But it used to make me mad that, that no, you know, if, if you're going to make fun of Oklahoma, at least get the car dealership right, you know. But then I was getting mad over people getting mad at me for my team paying players to. So I just shut my mouth. I mean, nobody was doing it. Just OU. Yeah, totally. Jim Traber sitting in oil fields, getting paid tons of money just because he was a baseball slash football <laughs> player in Stillwater. Oh, Hart Lee was the worst. Oh, wow. Hexton, do not look at the chat line. Well, I have to. Nope, you can't now. We only got 10 seconds. All right. I have to. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Hey, thanks everybody for being with us in hour number three of the end of the bench. Uh, Hacks Collier and DJ Lucas edition of the program. And uh, having a lot of fun as we really steamroll towards the weekend and tonight's high school basketball action is going to be a whole lot of fun. And again, we've got you covered uh, so well here in the Raymar compound from Double T 97 100.7 score. Texas FM. Boy, they had Texas FM had some, some bangers going on. They terrific songs this morning and um also tomorrow 1077 yish fm one thing that i did not deliver on that i said i would was after highs and lows talking about the other big 12 games david collier yeah um get strapped in early uh don't um don't take your eye off the ball literally here because we've got 11 a.m k-state houston from Houston, twelve thirty, Kansas at Iowa State. What a bloodbath that's going to be! One o'clock, Texas BYU Provo. One o'clock, Texas Tech Oklahoma. One o'clock, West Virginia at Oklahoma State. I think the Cowboys get their first win in Big Twelve play, and I think they're only going to get about two or three max. Max. Probably get one against OU. Maybe. Maybe at home. Surely not not on the road. TCU Baylor, 3 o'clock. That's at Baylor. And then UCF's got to go up to Cincinnati for the nightcap. That's the only evening game. So 11, 12, 30, 1, 1, 1, 3, 6. What tickles your fancy? Or does that... Make you uncomfortable. What's what's that? That cliche. What tickles your oh, fancy? Okay. Oh, okay. Um, that's going to be tough. There's like three. The three that are right in the middle of the day. Well, I say that. The eleven o'clock is uh, interesting as well. I mean, just to see how Kansas State bounces back after losing on the road at Iowa State. That's a tough back to back. The only every- ones that don't make me go. I got to watch, which I won't be able to because I'll be in the middle of working. And get to, I will have a great seat for one game is West Virginia, Oklahoma State, and UCF and Cincinnati. Yep. Everything else is yeah. must-see TV. Yeah. I would I would sit and watch all of them. I need to get stuff done this weekend, but 
I'll be flipping back and forth between the other ones whenever we're not watching the Tech game. Yeah, the Texas against BYU. I think, you know, has Texas figured things out? And can they steal a road win against BYU who needs to get back in the win column? Uh, I'm going to tell you this. on, on and I've talked with some people about Texas, and they're, they've made some adjustments with their bigs, rotations. They're doing more with their guards, which, duh, yeah. you have those two guards. Mm-hmm. That combo, you probably ought to do something with it. Um, I think they're vastly improved and going to continue to really improve. But do me a favor, and I want you to rank the top three teams that are viable candidates to go to the NCAA tournament. So don't give me Oklahoma State. We know they're desperate. Don't give me West Virginia. We know they're desperate. But as far as desperate teams to get a victory on this list, give me the top three. Top three in yeah. desperate need of coming away with a win this weekend. Because I have, I have my number one, and I think it's not close. Um, I think Texas needs a win. I know that they, well, they're, they're probably three on that list. I would say, I wish I knew what was what lied ahead for like Oklahoma and whatnot, but I, I would still put Texas three. I know that they're probably figuring okay. things out. Two, TCU's probably one. That would be a huge win for them, I think. And they're sitting number two. I, I think Oklahoma needs to win because losing back to back games at home. And not knowing what the schedule is ahead of that, but it's probably a, a couple of trips on the road. You probably don't want to win back to or lose back to back games at home for Oklahoma. So I'll put two for them. I mean, I don't know. I mean, UCF probably needs a win there against Cincinnati if they want to take care. If they, I mean, that's probably going to be their easiest road game. So maybe I should put them up there. So, so let me let me tell you who number one is. Okay. And I'll give you all the reasons why. You got one, Lucas? I think my number one should be Iowa State at home against Kansas. I just think uh, Hilton Magic really needs to come out there. I mean, it'll be a path to arena, obviously, with Kansas in town. I think Iowa State really needs to capitalize on that home court advantage and take, uh, well, and take they, Kansas down. They see already a team that has been vulnerable. Right, of course. UCF, loss. Yeah, but yeah. nobody expects West them to Virginia, win that one. Is that your loss? No, y'all, the right answer is BYU. Yeah. And it's the right answer because they barreled into the top 25, okay? And again, the computers love them. The computers still love them, even though they aren't playing as good a basketball All right, right now. so they lost their first two in the conference play. Then they come back with two wins. One of those, of course, was against Iowa State, and that got everybody cranked for BYU basketball. Then they come to Lubbock and Texas Tech puts a knot on their head, 85-78, and then Houston does the same, almost the same game, just lower scoring, 75-68. That was on their home court. If they lose two in a row on their home court and go to two and five in conference play, they go from a top 25 darling to we are now in some trouble and we got to go next to play at West Virginia, next to play at Oklahoma, then we get Kansas State at home. 
Um, the good news for BYU is they get Oklahoma State twice. They get them in Stillwater the 17th and then round out their season on the 9th. But let me just go through. I'll just flash through this for BYU again, telling you why they're the most desperate for a win. Texas home at West Virginia, Oklahoma Road, K-State home, UCF home, at Oklahoma State, Baylor home, at Kansas State, at Kansas, TCU at home, at Iowa State, Oklahoma State at home. They, in my opinion, are the most desperate. Two and five or three and four, three three, three straight losses or break a streak against a, a team that's getting its stuff together in Texas, that would be my argument. Still, after looking at Oklahoma's schedule coming up, I think it's going to be tough for them. If they don't get a win here, they drop to three and four. Okay. Next two on the road at Kansas State, at UCF. You can say it's UCF, but we saw Kansas lose there, and I think Oklahoma is a shell of what Kansas is. Um, so if they lose those three in a row, that would be that would be four straight losses for Oklahoma, and then welcoming BYU to town. Um. I think Oklahoma needs a win pretty bad this weekend to prevent a three-game, possibly four or more. Well, I would have them at two. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a good place to put them. And that's one thing that I found in all this debate and this we try to – we take a shovel and we try to dig under layers and uncover what we can in this conference. It doesn't take you very long to find familiarity, similarity – you know, we talked about OU, a team that gives up a lot of runs and makes a lot of runs. Well, you know, the the last three Texas Tech games have been that way too. Yeah. You know, where you give up a 20-0 run, you're down by 16 and you win. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. One more to go here with the End of the Bench. We are the Bench Warmers. Hacks Collier. And DJ Lucas edition of the program you can hit us up today, right now through the Eighth Flooring Center chat line and the 100.7 The Score mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Who is blowing you up over there? You've been getting Sorry. blown blown up today. Uh, it's it's a handful of different people. Oh, I see it now. Yeah, I was about to say that one's directed at you too. So yeah, I think we understand the pound of flesh now. <sighs> <laughs> you were duped. What a gullible. Um, that's me. I'm very gullible. Uh, one thing we haven't mentioned the entire show is the preseason baseball poll. Oh, yeah, that's true. Put out yesterday. TCU 1, Texas 2, Oklahoma State 3. I don't know why. Texas Tech 4, K-State 5, Oklahoma 6, West Virginia 6. Tied there for 6 in the middle. Mountaineers and Sooners, Kansas, Houston, UCF, Baylor, BYU, Cincinnati. That's your preseason poll. Uh, TCU got 11 first-place votes. Texas got two. And then the Cowboys finished with 119 points. Texas Tech finished up with 107. Properly rated? Um, You know what I would do? is I would take Texas Tech, put them at three, and then I would take Oklahoma State and put them where K-State is. So I I would go TCU, 
Texas, Texas Tech, Kansas State, Oklahoma State. That's what I would do. That's just your hatred for Oklahoma State, though. It's it's uh, and I I'll, I I'll, I'll be honest. I get in I, trouble when I I got a lot of research to do this weekend for uh, college baseball. I'll just put it that way. I'll be doing that probably while watching some basketball and wrestling over the weekend. Have you ever heard a commercial so annoying that it makes you want to not let's say not want to shop at that place? Have you ever heard a commercial so annoying that it makes you not want to shop at that place? There, we're sorry. Yeah, uh, of course. I think everybody has. I don't shop at uh, the uh, Royal uh, Hamburger Place, but I thoroughly enjoy those songs. You like them? I love them. Really? Still? I, yeah, I still do. I try. I've tried and tried to get Brooks to play it on the tuba. Like, just <laughs> he won't do it. Come on, Brooksy. I mean, that would be awesome. I mean, just if he would bust that out in the middle of class or at the end of a performance, people would laugh. Lasting impression of, uh, you know, bump, 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 you know. I don't know. I'm just saying. You're like Mr. Holland over there. <laughs> at least I'm not. Directing like, your opus. Mm-hmm. And it's have it your way from Burger King. King. That one. Uh, oh. Does anybody like the Instacart one that's been played a lot lately? I'm at a football game. <laughs> I'm at a grocery store. That one. I'm at the combination football game and grocery store. Well, that marketing has worked on you. I also edited a video to it as well, just because oh. I, I have so much time on my hand. Did I not send you that? So basically, I edited uh, that horrible Kurt Warner movie that came out several years ago. His, his life story because he oh, worked yeah, at a grocery yeah. store. Yeah, yeah. So I took the trailer of that and edited it, it to that 30-second commercial. Condensed the trailer, you know, showed him playing football, showed him working at a grocery store, then this great montage at the end, and it was probably 30 seconds of better cinema than the actual movie itself. Just saying. Go Texans! I was a print journalism major at SPC back in the day and was the beat writer for the Texans during their first national championship run in men's basketball in 2008. David, since you are on season two, did you sing along with Ryan started the fire? Uh, fire guy, right? Fire guy. Fire guy. <laughs> uh, fire guy, you weren't here for that. Nope. Oh, boy. Um, are both of y'all going to be in Norman tomorrow? I am. I will not be. I haven't been to Norman in a long time. <laughs> How about this? Hi, it's Jen Coolidge. <laughs> 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 oh, um, no, there's some on networks that, I mean, the, uh, the most famous one of all time that, I think we probably know is the uh, BC, BC Clark anniversary yeah, sale. So, yeah. I mean, that's. That Jen Coolidge one is kind of annoying, though. It's Jen Coolidge. I think you'll hear it right after we're done. It'll be the one where if you have like a, the air cannons or whatever, the shirt cannons. And she's like, why would I do that? I already have three of them. Mm-hmm. How about the, uh, the M&M one where. 
<laughs> I have a structured settlement, but I need cash. Now. Yeah. Call JG Wentworth. Uh, We're not going to give the phone number, though. Unless they pay us. Yeah. I'll never forget the free credit report.com one. Um, so what's your, we've, we've been over expectations. Uh, my expectations are a close to comfortable Texas tech win tomorrow. Kind of like what you've been preaching. And I've been sitting here disagreeing with, with you. you. I think it's a comfortable playing devil's tech, advocate. I think it's a comfortable Texas tech win tomorrow. Hmm. That's why I asked what the line was. Yeah, I just, I think the matchups are bad for OU. And I think they're in a place right now where they are having kind of a crisis like Texas did when they have all these guys and they don't know how to play them together. In Texas, where they've improved is they've started becoming more guard heavy. And again, why wouldn't you do that if you have Acemas and... Uh, help me out. Um, Brees, no, Bryce, what's uh, his name? Tyrese Hunter. Tyrese Hunter. Yeah. You tell it's late in the week. Yeah. Um, you should you should play those guys. You should play off of, you know, Dylan D'Souza's talents. And I, I just don't, I think right now that OU's heads are spinning a little bit, and I think Texas Tech is focused. As long as Tech comes out, without some cobwebs that's kind of what i worry about the last time you walked off the floor you had given it all on a 17 point comeback to beat byu up very high now you sit and you watch other teams play travel fairly early game might not be the you know the hottest of atmospheres you know might have to create your own energy that kind of deal you could come out not sharp i think if you come out sharp and do your thing with spreading the floor and, and hitting threes, hitting shots. I think you win. It just it comes down, and I think I probably said this earlier in the week. We've seen Texas Tech be be able to battle back from deficits a handful of times and not not let the moment to be be too big for them. And they battled back from twenty point seventeen. I mean, all of these different situations. Now they have to do it on the road, right? But we've seen them do it here. There, it's not going to be a hostile environment. If anything, you get people driving up from the Metroplex, you might have a pro Texas Tech crowd. So anytime you do do something, you're going to energize your bench or your players even more because there's nobody there to watch the game. Um, They've been able to come back from that. I haven't seen Oklahoma do that. I've seen Oklahoma let people stay in games. And I think if you let Texas Tech stay in a basketball game, what we've seen from them and their transition from early on and figuring things out, like you said, and Oklahoma seemingly hasn't done that so far in Big 12 play, I'm going to side with the guys that have figured it out and are at the top of the Big 12 right now. I know there's a regression to the mean and all that, blah, 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 but they've figured it out at this point. Oklahoma scored six points in the final 11 minutes against Texas on Tuesday. That's not good. That's two quick pop threes. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's, I'm just, I don't see how, uh, I just, didn't, I mean, maybe they do figure it out. You know what? OU's going to win just to take away go. the voodoo. Yeah, that's it. They're going to win going away. That's what uh, Collier said. Uh, don't put that voodoo on us from the <laughs> Yates Flooring Center chat line. 
Um, negative side of me says one and two in the next three, but hoping for two and one. And uh, thanks, everybody, for your participation. Thanks to Collier. Thanks to Lucas. Had a blast with you this week. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. This has been the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 107thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.